We have a lot coming up today. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, synthetic decking and um, a manufacturer that makes really, really good stuff and what the secret sauce is and everything like that. Uh, then we also have uh, a really cool thing for grilling uh, that you can use on your grill. That'll be our Noodaloo 2 coming up a little bit later on. I don't want to brag. Uh, good morning to Lindsay and Don and um, to uh, Andy, but uh, I got a uh, email, a personal email from Adam Silver. Uh, did you get one, Andy? NBA Commissioner Adam Silver? Uh-huh. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's I did too. I don't know. I don't know what I subscribe to. All of a sudden, I see Adam Silver, and it's like thanking me for watching the finals. Nice. <laughs> showing everybody. You know? <laughs> hey, you know who Adam Silver is? They're like, no. I go, you know, he's a skinny guy at the NBA. He runs the NBA, <laughs> right? It's he's the man. Funny. Yeah, he's the man, mm-hmm. right? Everybody, uh, every NBA player loves him. Right. Which, by the way, speaking of NBA, I have a. Oh my gosh, I have so much to talk about. Have you seen the movie Hustle? I have not. Nope, no. Oh my gosh, with okay. Adam Sandler? <clears throat> yes. I've heard good things about it. We were just it. talking about this last night. I haven't seen it yet. but Oh my gosh, you need to watch it. Andy and Don and Lindsay, oh, your husband will go crazy for this movie. Um, it portrays, he portrays a um, a basketball scout for the uh, Philadelphia 76ers. And it's kind of his transformation and then finding... Like trying to find these players, you know, to play on the team. It's a it's a serious movie. It's not a, you know, it's nice. not a typical parents type of thing. It's very very good, and it's full of surprise people. That's all I'm going to tell you. Cool. It's on Netflix. It's really really good. Nice. That sounds okay. like it'll fit with winning winning time, which I just finished up on uh, HBO. Oh that was yeah good. yeah yeah no very very good. I cool. think you're really going to like it. So that's my movie pick to click uh, this morning. You know, movie talk. Okay, so. I'm at another wedding last night. Lindsay, I'm going to pick your brain on this. You're going to have to think about this. So I have these very dear friends of ours, Liz and Dale. Their son got married last night. Um, Jonathan and Nicole, congratulations. Beautiful wedding. And uh, it was a lovely ceremony. Listen, you, you would have been crying. The bride's mother, excuse me, the bride's father was the pastor. Hmm. Oh, wow. And he oh, married... He, it was, I mean, I don't even know the bride. I know the groom and I'm, you know, me crying, you know, the dad is, you know, and he's, and I'm just, it was just the sweetest, kindest, most beautiful thing. I thought, what a, I mean, crazy, right? Yeah. That's crazy. Really, really nice. Okay. So we go to the reception, we're sitting at the reception and this couple comes up and they're like, I'm, I'm talking to this guy sitting next to me like, Oh, how do you know the groom? You know, this couple comes up. Oh my gosh. Hi, Lou, uh, we're Wendy and, and John, and you were at our house. I go, I, I, I'm really sorry. I go, I don't, I don't, rem- I don't remember you. I, I, my apologies. No, no, no. Remember when you did Lou's Home Invasion? Okay, now Andy and Don. Were gonna say that. I know. Danny and Don are going to remember this. Lindsay, how many years ago was it that we did Lou's Home Invasion? It's, it's like 15. Yeah. Right, you, you invaded. It was when, like, we went to their basement, right? Was it in their basement? They had their basement. Well, no. Again? This when I tell you this one, you're going to remember because I didn't remember. You know, she's like, because okay, so this is the story. So there was a, a promotion sales. If you're listening, this was a lot of fun. It was with a contractor that is no longer in business, and um, 
you would uh, get on the WGN website, you'd win this contest. They would come and do a bunch of work at your house. Like, uh, I, I'm going to say, was it like $5,000 worth of work or something like that, right? Does that sound about right? And yes, I think I know where you're going with <laughs> Then we would go and do the radio show from their house. Wow. Okay? And it was Lose Home Invasion. But the, but the giveaway to the couples or whoever had the house were these robes. <laughs> They were really, they are really nice robes. I still use this robe. You do too, right? They were like um, really nice robes you get at a fancy hotel. Sweet. And it said, Terry Cloth. They had Lose Home Invasion on the front, and then they had my three rules on the back. And so I go, do you still have the robes? She's like, oh my gosh, I wear the robe all the time. I go, me too. I still wear the robe. (laughs) And so we're talking, and I'm, I'm going, remember we were up in the living room, and I go, no. She goes, your engineer, the guys were working during the show, and they went and hit the saw, and they blew the circuit, and the entire radio show went offline. Oh, Our man. engineer at the time, this stay with me on this long story, was Jimmy Lucas. Oh, yeah. The now-retired, famous WGN engineer, Jimmy Lucas, who, by the way, as an aside, I just found out a few weeks ago that Jimmy Lucas was a medic during the Vietnam War. I, he, huh. I, I know, I've I known know Jimmy Lucas. I know, yeah. forever. He has never mentioned that at all. He's now, I believe, either 80 or 81 years old. He just took an honor flight to Washington, D.C. with a group of former soldiers to, you know, the, the honor flights be that honored, they take right. them to, all, to be honored and taken to D.C. to go to all the memorials. Hmm. How cool very, is that? That's very awesome. cool. I know for most of the listeners, you don't know who Jimmy Lucas is. He's one of the kindest, most wonderful people you would ever meet in your life. And in the 27 years that I've known Jimmy Lucas at WGN Radio, never once did he mention his military service. And uh, I was, you know, I couldn't believe it. It didn't surprise me, but it was such a nice thing to do. Well, anyway, I remember Jimmy Lucas went crazy because we lost power. Do you remember this, Lindsay? In the middle of the thing, the guys blew the breaker because they were working. That was like kind of the thing. Oh, and I'll come there while the guys finish up and you'll hear all the sound and whatever. And uh, we lost the radio show for a while until we got the power back. Um, but then here's the another connection to the story. <clears throat> I go, how do you, and I'm trying to remember all of this, right? It's at the wedding. You meet these people out of context. They now live in Florida. Well, our friend Liz, the mother of the groom, her friend, the Wendy, the woman, had no idea who I was. It was the husband that, um, that listened to the show. So Liz, out of the blue on a Saturday morning, calls her up. Hey, Wendy, how you doing? Oh, yeah, I got this weird thing. They're like doing a. Uh, radio we won this contest she's like what are you talking about yeah this contest this guy on the radio uh, you probably don't know him lou manfredini i went to college with liz freeman so did my wife she's like one of my wife she's like what and liz hangs up the phone and then she came to the broadcast you remember this because they lived like we their house was in palatine and i think liz and dale lived in arlington heights or something like that and all of the miller broadcast Liz, this lovely woman, comes running into the house while we're doing the broadcast. We got to do the home invasion again, right? That was so much fun. fun. Do you remember when we went? You went in your full Halloween costume. Yeah, we did one on Halloween, and you dressed up and I like went as Dorothy. Dorothy, and right. you were the big blue bear, whatever. It was. Oh, I was man. the big blue bear. She was dressed like Dorothy. 
we were doing a radio show. Man. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure this was so long ago, there was not an Instagram, right? I just am imagining... 15 years ago? <laughs> Thank God. Thank this God, is, right? Right. Too bad is uh, what we're thinking. Yeah. <laughs> Costumed home invasion. Let the me see robes. the pics of that. Oh, I man. Mean, I, I got to tell you, sitting in the bear costume, because he's got kind of like a big tail, it's not comfortable. Uh, yeah, it was it. not good. Yeah, it was at a table. <laughs> Sounds like anyway. a lot of fun, though. A lot of fun. So, small world. I uh, highly recommend we bring back the home invasion because I think that was a good one. 857 557 4 Lou. 857 557 4568 is our phone number. How can I help you on this unbelievably beautiful morning today? We've had such crazy, crazy weather, and uh, we finally get a nice. I realize it's a cool day, but don't worry. The weather will come back and change and be hotter anytime soon. Um, but if you got stuff going in and around your home, pick up the phone and give me a call. 857-557-4LU. It is uh, 620 in the morning. We will take a quick break, and we'll be back right after this. Let's go to the phone lines now and get things started with Audrey, who's in Hampshire. Hi, Audrey. You're on House Smarts Radio. Well, good morning, Mr. Banfordini. Nice talking to you. You as well. Thank you. What's going on? Well, I have a problem. Um, yesterday morning, I got up and I went into the kitchen. Now, nine years ago, I had a quartz countertop put in and a stainless steel sink. So I walked up to the sink uh, to turn on the faucet, and the sink had dropped down off of the, the, the back of it from the countertop. So oh, I'm wow. thinking, okay, now who do I call? Do I call a plumber? Do I call a handyman? So I decided to call. I've got great neighbors around here. I live alone, so um, I so I called one of my neighbors, and he came over. He said, "I'll be there in five minutes." So then I thought, "Well, I'll take some pots and pans out from underneath so he can look at this." And when I did, uh, when I took out the the pan on the cover was this brace that had fallen oh, off. Yeah, and so. Um, so he came over and he looked, and then we looked at the other side, and there was a, a now this is the back of the of the countertop where the faucet is. And so we looked at the other side in the back, and there was another brace, and that was dangling. So these braces have fallen off. The front of the, the um, sink is still attached because it's resting on the counter. You know the wood of the countertop or the cabinet. Well, okay. I, so I let me stop you. I'm, I'm looking to. Let me stop you a second. You're it, breaking up. Can you? Let me stop you a second. Can it, you hear? I can hear you. Okay. Yeah. Are is your what is the countertop made of? Quartz. Okay, and so this is an undermount sink, correct? Yes. All right. Yes. And how old is this whole installation? Nine years. Okay. All right. I mean, this would be something you would contact a plumber to come back and reattach the sink that you have. What worries me, are you getting any leaking underneath there? No. No. Wow. Nothing. I mean, that's fortunate. Well, what, what I did was I, co- I contacted the company that made the quartz. And a woman answered the phone, and she, when I explained what was going on, and she just said, um, well, you need 
cock. And I thought, cock? No, no, yeah, no. I'm thinking window cock. So I said, no, I don't think so. So I said, is there somebody else I can talk to? Well, then another woman got on the phone. Apparently the women are the only ones that answer the phones these days. And she said they use silicone, clear silicone. Right, but you just described. neighbor says he. You just described Go to ahead. me. You just described to me that some bracket holding it in place came off. Yes. And you told that to these people yes. on the phone. Yes. Okay. Well. Okay. There were no installers there that I could talk to. Understood. My neighbor thinks he can fix it, but he said, "I'd like to know what kind of a a glue." that they use. Okay, let me ask you one other so question. This the sink that you have now, is it a, a stainless steel sink? Is it a uh it is yes. a por- it's stainless okay. Stainless steel. Okay. So two things. The caulking, yes, is going to be there to seal the um is going to be there to seal the sink to the underside of the quartz, but now to reinstall this, if this were my house and I was doing this, I would actually remove the entire sink because there's going to be residue from the nine-year-old silicone on the bottom side of this quartz, okay? And um, and uh, so that has to be cleaned up first. So I really think what you should do to do this correctly is have a plumber come, drop the sink, so they're going to remove the sink, clean the bottom edge of this countertop, reinstall the bracket... Then put a new bead of silicone on the sink, so that's going to get cleaned up as well. That will then the bracket will hold the sink in place. That's what holds everything up. The caulking is just there to keep the water from coming. You know, when you're doing the dishes or whatever, so it doesn't come over the sink and go down into the sink base. But this is a little bit more. It's you know, it's really it's not unheard of that this has happened, but it's very rare. That nine years later this would happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're not you're not standing in the sink, are you? Pardon me. You, you don't stand in the I'm sink. Not what? You're not standing in the sink, are you? Well, actually. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sometimes so that, I so, do have to. So, so stop doing that, and I would hire a, a professional plumber to come out and do this reinstall. It isn't going to be free. But that's what I would do to make sure that it gets done the right way. And be very careful. You're very lucky that you're not getting any um, uh, leakage in the fact that this has shifted a little bit because those pipes and everything get cut you know, to a custom length to fit exactly once the sink is installed. So I would monitor that. At the very least, put a, maybe put a, 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 a cookie sheet or a pan underneath there just in case you get a leak before the plumber shows up. I've got to let you go because I'm breaking up uh, against, bumping up against news time this morning, but I hope that helps answer the question and you can get that taken care of. Thank you so much uh, for your phone call this morning, Audrey. 857-557-4LOU. 857-557-4568. It's 6.30 in the morning. Time now for this report of WGN Radio News. Whenever I go anywhere, I bring the, uh, I bring the guitar with me and... Uh, and I do that like whole... Like to the wedding? Did you bring it to the wedding? I didn't bring it to the wedding. <laughs> well, what hey, do you mean you no, bring it everywhere well, with Okay, <laughs> as an aside, the groom is a Berkeley-trained musician, okay? He's like legit. He lives in Nashville, and he is an aspiring... Like, he's trying to be a, 
session musician in Nashville while he has a, uh, you know, like a side career. There was a guy that played at the wedding. So it's two friends of his from music school, right? And um, this unbelievable pianist that uh, up on on the altar, no, not the altar, up on the, not the stage, at the church. Okay. But the other guy played an upright bass, like a cello. It was unbelievable how talented this young man was. I'm like, oh my gosh. It was just beautiful. The music, which, you know, you would imagine if you're someone that has that kind of talent, you would get a bunch of friends who you also know have a lot of talent to come out and play music. Really, really something spectacular. So anyway, I did not play at the uh, wedding. That would not be good. We don't want to scare people away, right? I'm going to just do this E chord and imagine that I'm going to play and I'm going to sound like I'm in the Counting Crows. 857-557-4LU, 857 857- Five five seven four five six eight. As I mentioned, coming up a little bit later on this morning, um, the with this grilling mat, which makes uh, for great cleaning meal prep uh, when you're using it, so there's no leakage or spillage. I, I was not a huge fan of these things initially, but um, I do like them now because uh, I hate. Uh, while I love to do the dishes, I hate scrubbing the dirty pans. Uh, you know when you're done with all that stuff. So I, stay tuned for that. That's coming up a little bit later on this morning. Let's go to some more phone calls. Eight five seven five five seven four Lou. This is Cheryl, who's in Lake Zurich. Hi, Cheryl. You're on House Smarts Radio. Good morning. Hello. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing great. What's going on? I was listening to you last week, and you talked about a paint remover for metal, and I don't remember the name, and I didn't have anything last week, but this week I do have some uh, something that I want to remove paint off of a old metal table. It is the it is the paint stripper that they've been using to renovate the Eiffel Tower, and it's called Dumond. Okay. It's D-U-M-O-N-D. And it is not that easy to find, but you can if you look for it. It almost looks like hand lotion. You know how you can buy the, uh, you know, uh, do you ever use that CeraVe hand lotion that comes in the big tub that you can kind of scoop out in your hands? Right. Right? So it's sort of like that. The tub's a little bit bigger. It's actually got a little bit of a thinner okay. consistency than that, but it's sort of like that. And you could put your hands in it like Madge. You know, you're soaking in it. And it won't hurt your hands, but if you put it on paint and in metal, I mean, you should follow all the instructions. I'm sure they tell you to wear gloves. But if you get a little on your hands, it's not so acidic that you're like, oh my gosh, my hands are burning. You can just wash them with soap and water and you'll be fine. Put this on there, follow the instructions, and I think you'll be amazed at how easy and low voc odor comes from this product to remove the paint that's wonderful thank you so much oh i appreciate you calling this morning 857-557-4lu 857-557-4568 this is brian in batavia hey brian you're on house smarts radio yes hey thank you I've got a, a white glass cooktop and a microwave above it uh, in the cabinets and a uh, dish came out and dropped and chipped it. And there's a small chip in the edge of the glass and 
glass cooktop, and I was trying to find a way to repair that or hoping you might have something on that. On the, tell me exactly where it is again. The front edge of a glass cooktop that's on a, a granite countertop. So it sits on top, and uh, as I say, it's a, oh, it looks like it's only about eight-inch thick uh, white glass. Right. I mean, there's no... The only thing that you could do, which would not be, you know, perfect looking, would be to um, to use like an epoxy, a white epoxy, and then sand it all down. Mm-hmm. But you'd have to be so careful with this to... So there's a... Do, do you have the ability to put a bottom edge on it? In other words... Uh, have you ever seen this uh, aluminum tape? It's used in HVAC and plumbing stuff. Where yes. okay, so would you have the ability? Right, the seams. Yeah, would you have the ability to um, to slide that under and tape it to create like a form? Mm-hmm. Do you have that space? To- I think I can do that. Okay, so if you did that, yeah, it looks like it. As I say, it looks. There's just an adhesive under here, so it looks right. like, a, like a, a caulk of some sort. Right. So, so yeah. if you could do that with that aluminum and really carefully place it and stick it to the bottom, um, mm-hmm. you could um, you could then use a – It's a. you'd have to do some searching, but you're going to look for some what's called white filler epoxy. Okay. And you're going to squeeze that in. Okay. And the other thing is around the edge where, um, you know what, this would be a perfect, you don't, do you own a Dremel tool? Yes, I do. Right. Don't use it much. Well, you will now. You will now. So if you fill this with this, you're going to overfill it with the white filler epoxy. Once it hardens and dries, like a good mm-hmm. 24 hours, you're going to take a small roller drum attachment on the end of the Dremel. And like a dentist, right. you're going to gently kind of grind this down to try and get it to be as smooth as possible. And maybe what you do around the area where you filled it, put a little, um, maybe even put a little of that aluminum tape on the top so that when your drum hits it, you don't scratch the glass. And then once you get it to where you're happy, remove it. It's not going to be perfect. I don't want to make it sound like you're going to, you're not doing auto body work here. But it'll be better than what you have, right? Well, that sounds good. I'll give that a shot. To, as I say, it's either that or a brand new cooktop. So right, I'll right, give it a right, right, right. And and if you tried the brand new sure. cooktop, you'd be waiting months to try and find it. Oh, yeah, right. I mean, it's <laughs> well, just we're a, looking to sell. Yeah, so appliances are you know they take forever. Yeah, so fine. give it a shot and see what you know. Give this a shot, and then I'm curious to see how it goes. Okay. Well, thank you. You got Appreciate it, buddy. It. Appreciate. Okay. it. This morning, 857-5574-LOU. House March Radio with me, Lou Manfredini, 646 in the morning. We'll take a quick break and be back right after this. And uh, so we have like a running inside joke. One thing is, for all, this is a woman that I can call if I need to spell anything. How do you spell whatever? My wife's the same way, very good at spelling. I mean, how do you spell this? And she'll be like, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. For as long as I've worked with this woman, she can never spell Batavia right when she puts it up on the screen. And then nope. on, and 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 then you, she said, Larry in blight, blight, B L I G H T, older, blight, and I go blight, oh. I go where is blight, 
And she's like, blight. She puts her hands up. Like, it's blight. I go, okay. So I'm thinking you're calling from out of state in some city. And you are exactly calling from out of state in Beloit. Very yeah, funny. Right. I have a, I'm getting older. I have hard hearing. You're, you're hard of hearing? Yes. Okay. It's, it's, it is, uh, it, Beloit is a lovely city. I've been there. And uh, it's it, right. What's the river that runs right through there? Is that the Fox? Rock River. Rock River. Oh, my God. Beautiful. How, well, how may I help you this morning, Larry? Okay. Uh, I have a patio deck. It's wood, and uh, it's about 10 years old, and I replaced, well, <clears throat> taken out a couple old boards, and they bought some new boards, just regular size, and the new boards won't fit in there. They're too, they're too tight. Okay. But you haven't... Do I let them kind of dry out before I can try to pop them in there, or what? Can we trim them? Does anybody got a table saw? That's what I'm going to have to do, I guess. When they uh, put them in there, they put a nail in between, you know, on each side, so you had a little space to let the leaves or snow or whatever go through there and stuff. But but now all of them are... Yeah, I mean, the thing is, over over time, the reason that that space is there is that the wood, as it lies there on the decking, it does expand and contract wider. It doesn't. The wood won't get any longer, but with the heat and the cold, that's where you get the expansion. So the, the gap is not only for water and rain to drain, but it's to allow that. And over time, those boards now are wider. I'm assuming what you have, the old boards... Uh, there, Larry, are they round edge decking? So there's a little bit of a a finish on one side of the board. No, no, they're just the regular two by two, ones that you would get at a lumber yard. Two by sixes. They're just regular two by sixes. Yes, sir. Okay. So what I would do is, you know, measure the gap that you have, and then allow for that nail width on both sides, right? And on one side, run right. run that board down a table saw, but then you're probably going to want to use some type of uh, random orbit sander, or you can do it by hand, but just take a little bit of the edge off the top edge of that board. You don't want that crisp corner, because that can splinter and or uh, snap off, you know, people walking on it or dragging a piece of furniture across it before you install the board. And then I would also... And use screws to install it, not nails. Right, yeah, I have screws, but I just can't believe that, you know, why am I having a problem replacing some of them boards? Well, like it's that? just, it, 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 you know, it's it's just a natural occurrence that, you know, if you, if these are regular 2x6s, right, they, brand new, if you measure the yeah. one you have, it's probably you know, five and a quarter to five and a half in width. And I bet if you put a tape measure down on some of those boards, you may be closer to six or, you know, uh, right. five and three quarter or whatever. It, they've just gotten wider, and you can probably even notice in some of the boards you see a little checking or splitting of the wood, and it's just gotten wider over time. So this is pretty natural that this would occur. Now, also in the summertime now... Do I turn my clock, or I mean my uh, ceiling fan, uh, reverse for summer ceiling fans? So the typical thing is, it really doesn't matter which way it blows, but in the summer you want to actually feel the breeze because you want to be cooled off, and so you're going to turn it so that as the fan is spinning, you know, 
typically counterclockwise is down, okay? And right. uh, and then in the winter, you flip it around so that when you're sitting on the couch and it's cool, you don't feel the draft. It pulls it up and rotates it through. Either way, the circulation in the air is really what you mm-hmm. want to make the home more consistent in temperature and make you more comfortable. So reverse in the summer, clockwise in the winter. Counter, uh, correct, correct. Counterclockwise in the summer, clockwise. Not all fans. All right. Well, thank you. You got it. Not all. Not me. not all fans spin the same way, but that. Uh, but that should be generally what you'll find. Thanks so much for the phone call. 6.57 in the morning. You're listening to House Marts Radio with me, Lou Manfredini, broadcasting from the Permaseal Foundation Repair Studios. Our phone number is 857-557-4LOU. We'll take a quick break and be right back. Welcome back. 857-557-4LOU. 857-557-4568 is our phone number. Uh, let's get back to the phone calls this morning. This is Les who is in Chicago. Les, good morning. You're on Housemarts Radio. Hello. Hello there. Hello there. Yeah, I got a question. Old patio door and the handle, and it's just got a manual lock. There's no key on it. And uh, what had happened was uh, somehow with age and everything, it... uh, too many locks and unlocks, and all of a sudden the inside of the handle fell down inside of the door. Mm. And I think I remember you mentioning someplace that has patio door, you know, parts. I do. Um, so now, when you when you slide the door open, Les, do you see kind of a a mortised metal rectangle in the edge of the door? Uh, on the door, yes, but it's not dead center. It's like, it looks like it's offset. Yeah. You know, it's like closer to one side than the other because there's a hook when, when you go to lock that thing, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. even, even when it, you know, the door closes, that's offset. That's not on center. So Correct. But that might... I'm guessing it's some old acorn door or something like that. Sure. Um, some hardware stores and home centers have parts for patio doors too which you could certainly try first but the company that i done that the oh so nothing okay so blaine window supply b-l-a-i-n-e b-l-a-i-n-e and i know that their website is blainewindowsupply.com and they moved recently and uh lindsey told me last week where they moved and i can't remember but um, if you go to the website, um, you'll yeah. find out where they're located. You can order stuff online, but if you take those pieces and parts with you, they're super helpful there. They're in Franklin right. Park. Now I'll never forget Franklin Park. Um, and um, spelled correctly. And uh, if you go there with the parts, you will, um, you will be able to uh, – they'll, they'll get it for you. No question. Okay. It's what I need. All right, my friend. I appreciate it. You I appreciate go, it. Go out and enjoy this beautiful day today, okay? Yeah, I'm enjoying it now. A little coffee, sitting mm. out on the deck and just relaxing. Very nice. Thank you so much. <laughs> I appreciate you listening and having your coffee with me this morning. When I ran into that, uh, there she is. I when we uh, when we um, 
I saw that couple last night from the um, party that did the home invasion. The guy goes, oh, yeah, I live in Florida now. I just listen to your podcast when I'm working around, and I don't have to listen to commercials. I said, well, you know, we like the commercials. That keeps us on the air. But I do appreciate you all that listen to the show at any time. So nice. 857-557-4LOU. Let's talk with uh, Lori, who is in Wheaton. Lori, good morning. You're on Housemarts Radio. Hi, thank you. Um, Yeah, I've got a question. My home is older, and uh, they used in in some of the rooms, not all, but some of the rooms, that lovely kind of popcornish ceiling. Uh, One of the rooms that they did this in was the kitchen. My husband loves to cook and cooks well and cooks a lot, but cooks messy. I need to clean the ceiling, you know, just the grease and everything kind of above the stove. And it could use a good scrubbing, but I don't really know what to scrub it with because every time you touch it, all those little thingies fall off. And so I don't want to, you know, I don't want to strip it bare, but I still want to get the stuff off of it. What do I use? Well, so here's the thing with a popcorn ceiling, you, you really can't wash it because exactly what you said is going to happen. And um, so there's a couple ways to do this. You can either remove the popcorn ceiling, which is a huge pain in the you-know-what, or you prime it. Yeah. You, You prime it. With the, so you like vacuum it just to get rid of any dust and debris, but you can't do anything with grease or oil. But you prime it with a okay. with a primer that's uh, like a stain killing primer. Okay, kills okay. make kills makes a waterborne product called I believe it's called Renovation that you would roll on and then you would paint over that. So don't clean it first. Just use well, you're the. Gonna, you're um, going you're gonna to vacuum. Uh, you're going to vacuum. Kills primer, uh, right? You're going to vacuum it at the uh, very least, you... right? And then use a very uh-huh. thick napped roller over the top of it to okay. roll the primer on, and then you're going to repaint the ceiling. Huh? I know. And I'll probably have to wind up painting the whole ceiling because again, it'll look kind of funky, right? You'll be painting the whole ceiling. So I mean. You can't yeah. scr- you can't scrub it. It it won't come clean. There's nothing you can use that all of a sudden then you're going to be what's going to happen is I shouldn't say that you can't. You can, but you will remove some of the popcorn. Then you've got to get a mm-hmm. something to match it and then it'll look blotchy. Yeah. And then you'll do all this work on, "Oh, now mm-hmm. I got to now I got to paint the whole thing." So let's just forget about the aggravation of all that. Prime it, <laughs> paint it, do the whole thing. And enjoy. Wonderful. I like that idea. Thank you. You're welcome. I appreciate it. We're trying to be helpful. I mean, you still got to do all the work, but uh, that's the key. All right. 718 in the morning. Lou Manfredini here with you. House Smarts Radio, 857-557-4LOU. It is such a beautiful day. If you're just getting up, open up the windows, turn off the air conditioner, enjoy this beautiful weather, and listen to WGN Radio. Don't go away. We'll be right back. How are things in Iowa this morning? Uh, fantastic. Thank you. Lou, I, I had some water in my basement, and unfortunately, the water where it went uh, doesn't uh, line up with where the drain is. 
There's a low <laughs> spot in the floor. Right. I'm wondering if there's a way to add some concrete to that area or something to that area to raise it up a little bit and direct the water towards the drain. This is an unfinished basement? Uh, no, it is not. The area where it was, where the water was, is unfinished, but there is a, a finished portion. Okay. Now, did you, uh, so there's a couple, you know, a couple questions is that, does this happen often, or is it just when you get torrential rains? Uh, no, uh, it, it does not happen often, and what had happened was the water heater, the safety valve and the water heater uh, opened up a little bit. Oh, I see. It wasn't water from, uh, okay. Um, in the Chicagoland area, we have the fine people at Permaseal that do this poly-level process, and I bet you in Sioux City, Iowa, there's somebody that does it as well. They come in, instead of adding concrete, they will drill a couple of holes in the area where the concrete is, and they will put in a lightweight polyurethane, and they will jack that concrete back up to where it needs to be. And it doesn't add any weight. And if you, in your area, Adam, look for, if you go to a website called Basement Systems and find one of their dealers. Yep. I believe it's basementsystems.com. You find one of their dealers. Um, they can come out and give you an estimate on all this. And this is the way to go. That way, everything's directed towards the drain. It'll look brand new, and uh, you're good to go. Okay. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. Yeah, appreciate you listening to us out there in Iowa. Uh, 857 lou 857-557-4568. This is Kathy in Oswego. Hi, Kathy. You're on House Smarts Radio. Good morning. How may I help uh, you? I have a quick question about uh, shake siding. Uh, could you tell me, as a contrast, I would like to use it in the front of my house. I have a tri-level that's um, light gray vinyl siding with a white brick in the front. Yeah. And above the garage, I have a peak. And I was thinking of doing the shake um, shingles as a contrast above the garage. I love that. Now, when I'm looking at the front of your home, is the gable the only gable I see... On the garage, or is there another gable? No, just the garage. It has the brick around the front. You know, my house where the garage sticks out with the driveway? Correct. You know how to... Sure. And then you walk up to the front door. Right. And so you're going to... So when you pull up, you... Yeah, no, I, I, I think that that contrast is great. Now, when I'm looking at your home... And I see the garage, and then I see the house. Let's see. When I go up to you, I've never been to your house. Um, and uh, <laughs> when I when I drive up, the garage is on my right, and the house goes to the left? Uh, no. The, the gr- house is to the right. Okay. And is there a gable on the right side when I go around between you and the neighbor? On the right side? No. No. Okay. All right. Um, I, I Okay, so that's fine. You absolutely could dress it up with the shakes up above there. I think that would look great. 
and then but the thing is one other thing when i'm looking at the house portion is there any part of that that's sided or is it all brick no it's all brick the whole front is brick and the only uh siding in the front is above the garage which is a you know a peak perfect do the shakes that'll look fabulous Okay, now my question is, there's different ones. I have single seven, double seven. I, I don't know, does that matter? Well, the size does matter, but once it's all up there, I mean, the, the reveal uh, and, and what you want to do, the fact that you're just doing one gable, um, you, mm-hmm. really could do, you could really do whatever you want because it won't, it doesn't match or have to go with anything else. It's the only piece of siding that you have. The only thing is... With- oh, okay, now I know what you're saying. Okay, so in front of my... On top of my front uh, window, there is a a peak there. There is? A small one. Okay, could I put shake up there? Would I have to do that one also? You wouldn't have to, but it would look really nice if there was some consistency there. And if that gable... Okay. So if that gable obviously is smaller, then yes. you use the smaller reveal of the shake, which will you know fit nicely in that smaller gable and take that same size to the gable over there. You know, many of these siding companies now have these virtual websites where you can take a picture of your home and load load your um, house elevation in it, and you can put the different siding in that spot. Oh, okay. So you can okay. see it. So I, I'm pretty sure certain Teed, which is a maker of you know really good siding, both uh, vinyl mm-hmm. and, as well as uh, they make a smart side product, you can go to their website and and do that virtual assistant, I believe it's called, and put your picture up there and play around with different siding and go, oh, I like that, or you know, you do a color, you can do a texture, whatever it may be. And uh, it's a great way to visualize it. I think the hardest part with any of that is you're worried about it because you can't see it, and this sort of takes that um, negative away from it so you can experience it all. Thank you so much for the phone call. All right, it's 7.30 in the morning. Time now for WGN Radio News with Don Kleppen. There are a few things that I do really well cooking that's always like a crowd pleaser. And I know when I mentioned this to Lindsay, she's going to, you know, the potatoes I make on the grill? Yes, those are amazing. They're so good, right? So, you know, I buy those little finger lean potatoes and I cut them, I quarter them, and then I mix them with vegetable oil and salt and pepper and rosemary and garlic and a little brown sugar. And then I, <laughs> a big smile on her face. <laughs> so the brown sugar is where it's at. That right? makes it ugh. caramelizes it. And then I take it. I have a big heavy pan that I use uh, on the grill because it's got it's like a big aluminum heavy pan, and it gets really hot. And that's where you get the char on the grill, right? And these are if I make these potatoes for a big crowd, which I'm going to make them today, they're gone. Like everyone is like. It, you know, and it's just, it's a comforting, yummy, delicious food, right? And what's funny is my wife doesn't eat them at all. Really? At all. Well, she I mean, like I one bite and she doesn't eat them, yeah. right? So anyway, there's that. And, uh, but everyone else loves them. But cleaning that pan afterwards, see where I'm going with this, is a huge pain in the patootie. Our Noodaloo 2 might just help you solve that problem. Worst 
part of baking, cooking, or grilling messy things. The cleanup, of course. This weekend's new to live too minimizes the mess. And we've got two of them for you, both from Grand Fusion. Their silicone baking sheet. Now, there are a bunch of these out there, usually flat oven safe, non stick liners you put on the bottom of your baking sheet to help avoid buildup and gunk that's hard to remove. And they're great, but they don't stop the spill off. Well, Grand Fusion has created the first ever baking liner that turns into a rimmed tray. Just snap the corners together to create a leak and spill proof lip that will catch oil and other liquids, keeping your oven clean and mess free. They're safe up to 450 degrees and great for cookies, breads, pastas, pizza, wings, and anything else you love to cook or bake at home. Oh, and super easy to clean. Now, if you're more of a griller on the old BBQ and tired of constantly cleaning your grill grate or watching food fall in between them, it may be in your best interest to seek out the Grand Fusion Grill Mat. Their barbecue grill mat is designed in the shape of a rectangle, just like the baking sheet, with snaps on each corner of the inside surface to make it into the form of a basket. Not only does this grilling accessory make cleanup much easier, but it also affords you the option to cook smaller foods without skewering them or worrying that they might fall through into the fire. Bam! Two items to make less mess this summer in the kitchen or on the grill. Because let's face it, ain't nobody got time for that. The baking sheets both go for about 15 bucks each. You can find out more on the House Smarts YouTube channel. But hey, do us a favor and be sure to click the subscribe button while you're there. What do what what we don't have time for? What don't we have time for? Ain't nobody got time for that. Yeah, right. That's good. I love it. Very Haven't good. Heard that in a while, um, right? It's a. I have. That is. It's a, th- these are like those little things. See, to me, I would get a couple of those grill mats and leave it out by the grill, which uh, I think would be terrific. And um, and then you can use it and then easy cleanup. I love it. Go to the uh, House Smarts Radio YouTube channel. Go to YouTube uh, and go to our channel, and that's where we mounted it there. You can see it in action. House Smarts Radio on YouTube, and please subscribe. Eight five seven five five seven four. Oh, you know, speaking of barbecue, how about this? We have one of those hundred dollar gift cards to the Barbecue Authority in Lyle. Visit bbqauthority.com to shop and learn more. Hundred dollar gift card. How about the seventh texter to eight five seven five five seven four Lou eight five seven five five seven four five six eight will win that hundred dollar gift card to the Barbecue Authority in Lyle. Uh, let's do this. Let's go back to uh, the phone lines now and help some people out. This is Pam, who is in... Where are you, Pam? Hello. You're, hello, you're in Chicago. Hi, Pam. Yes, hello. Yes, how are you doing? Good morning. Morning. How may I, I help have you? I a, a few questions. Um, the doors, I'm looking at the bathroom doors, and it's starting to splinter at the bottom. Are they repairable, or will I just have to buy new doors? You mean that bottom edge, the horizontal edge? Are the doors a flat panel yes. door? What are they? They're wooden, but it seems like it's kind of hollow mm-hmm. uh, wood door. Right. You know, it's not a solid wood door. Right. Um, so I see it splintering. You know, you can even peel it off. You know, I say, oh, is that replaceable? Would I have to just buy a new door? It's not. Is it? It's not rubbing against the floor material, is it? No. Okay. Mm-mm. All right. Um, and it's a wood finished door, not painted. Correct. Okay. So you have two choices. You could fill in, you could peel away what you can peel away, cut it out. You could fill it and then you could paint the doors. 
or you could okay. re- or you could replace the doors. And if you measure them, oh, okay. you know, so if they're hollow core doors, I mean, but keep in mind, Pam, if you are going to replace the doors, you're going to have to finish them, right? They're going to come to you raw. Um, each week, Lindsay talks. Each each week, Lindsay talks about Builder Supply Outlet, and they have they actually have a door center on their at their place. And if you went to go um, look at their showroom, you would probably find a really good deal on some doors. How many do you need to replace? Well, the two bathroom doors for sure. And yeah. the outdoor, the outside door, which had, have a, a security door outside that, but I'm noticing even on the um, the wood door, for, you know, for the back door mm-hmm. on the bottom, I think it's from the weather and stuff. Sure. It's, it's peeling. I was wondering if I, you know, I, I didn't know if I could replace, you know, repair it or I've seen doors with some kind of panel. Metal well, sure. Panel so, yeah. Wait, yeah. So that's called a kicker, you know, because it's when you, a lot of people, when they open the door, you could buy uh, a brass kicker, a kick plate that you measure. They come in different sizes for the door, and it screws onto the bottom of the door. Now, it sort of masks what might be going on there, but it also looks nice and would hmm. probably be an inexpensive way for you to solve that problem. What I would do is take a picture with your, if you have a uh, you know, phone with a camera, take a picture of the doors and then measure when the doors open take a tape measure and measure the width of the door and the height of the door yes right and then if okay. you went to a place like builder supply outlet and kind of walked around and say hey i'm looking to replace these doors you could at least price them out and uh and see what it would cost you to do that okay that sounds better i got can I have one last question sure. i have uh, i went to wash i washed my uh, kitchen window I have double hung, I think they're vinyl. Okay. And, you know, because of the weather and all that. And I couldn't, it seems like the stain is on the inside between the two glass windows. Mm. Um, uh, is that, does that mean it's a leakage somewhere? Well, if you, if, yeah, if you, if you, <clears throat> if you've washed the windows on both sides and they're as clean as possible, but you're still seeing some discoloration, then more than likely you broke, the seal is broken in the window and you've got a little bit of infiltration where that discoloration is coming from. Oh. Now, there are companies oh, okay. that can come and put the, if it's not a fog, if it's like a, more like a fog, does that what, is that what it kind of looks like? Well, um, yeah, it's like a fog, it looks like, um, I thought it was just uh, dried up like uh, water stains. Mm-hmm. And so when I washed them, because you can, you know, you can uh, pull them, you know, you pull the bottom up, the top down. Right, they you tilt pull, in. You know, swing them in, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And I said, oh, my God, this is not coming off here. This is in between the glass. Right. So it looks like a fog, like like a dried up water stain. Right. Is this window, this is, you said, in a kitchen window? How old is that window? Oh, God. I would say about uh, early 2000s, okay. maybe 2000, 2001. Okay. And other, other than this discoloration, the window goes up and down, works just fine? Yes. Okay. I mean, there are companies out there that say they can get the fog out of your glass when you, um, when you break a seal like that. I don't know if it's a stain, if they can get that out. 
And uh, if okay. you, if you, um, I'll tell you what, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna put you on hold. I'm gonna see if Lindsay can give you the name of somebody uh, to uh, to be able to help you out there and see if that helps. So don't go away. We'll get you that information. It's 7:48 in the morning. Lou Manfredini, House March Radio. We'll take a quick break and be right back. Can you give me some information about that? Are you married to the? Uh, okay. I love the idea of heating it on the flooring, okay? But that's only going to help you in the wintertime. It's not going to do a, you any good in the summer when you want to use that room, right? I, I, I do have a wall unit that is AC and heat, so I have a unit in the corner of the room. I don't know much about it, but it's a, a wall unit, so I do have AC in the room. Oh. But I just, it's all windows. Right, but so wait, is it a, is it a... Get enough warmth. Okay. The wall unit that you have, is that a a ductless split system? It, yes, it goes right straight out into the, the heat comes right into the room and the, um, comes right straight from the outside wall. Okay. And it does not, it's not... on the side of the wall. It's not enough to do that room? It is enough to do the room, I believe, but I just want to make sure that the floor is warm and I don't have a weird balance of the war- the room is cool and it's right, an right, open right. window okay. into the house. Okay. So I just want to make sure there's enough heat in that room. Okay. Um, you said how big is it? It's a 20 by 16 room. Okay. So, so if I you was went, thinking of so putting if, in a pad on right. the floor that was 12 by 12 or 16 by 16. Right. And have you priced those yet? No. You're going to be surprised. So, I mean, they're not, those pads are not inexpensive, in particular with that size that you're going to be doing. Um, you know, you may spend a couple thousand dollars for the pads, and you need a dedicated circuit. Um, you know, to, to put, you know, you're, you're not going to do the room wall to wall, you know, you'll probably come in, you know, when you're measuring the room, you'll probably come in a couple of feet, right? Because you've got heating already for the general space. And I assume you're going to put furniture out there. So there's no reason to go all the way to the walls because you'll be covered by a table or a couch or whatever it might be. And you'll put a dedicated circuit on there and... Yes, the floor needs to be compatible to have heat below it. And is the floor you purchased is not? Well, I can't seem to find any information. Um, the, the boxes don't say anything. I've tried to call Menards where I purchased it. And I just, I'm now reaching out directly to Shaw Floors to yeah, see yeah, if yeah. I can get information. This is a luxury vinyl floor, correct? This is a luxury vinyl mm-hmm. floor. I think it's probably going to be yeah. okay, but let's have Shaw themselves with their technical data let tell you, you know, that yes, in fact, this is good. The so the way that this, you know, one one of the um, one of the manufacturers of these pads that I've had for years and I've used on different projects is called New Heat N U H E A T. And okay. co- comes with a 25-year warranty. It gets placed on the concrete. It actually gets glued on down on the concrete, 
and you once that's done, it has to be wired and tested, and you have to verify that test, and then you're going to put your flooring over the top of that, and um, it's going to be either be set up with a thermostat or a timer for that space. I would probably do a thermostat. And, you know, it'll be great. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think you'll be really happy with it. Um, it's It'll be an investment, but you will have a warm floor. And as long as you've got some air conditioning in there so you can use the uh, room when you're, uh, you know, on hot days when the sun's coming in, I think you can get the most use out of it. It'll be great. Appreciate the phone call. I'm bumping up against time. We need to take a quick break, and we'll be back right after this. For, uh, well, what I used to call Ernst & Young, but evidently they're called EY now. Okay. Did okay. you know that? I did not. All right. And they have this entrepreneur program where they recognize these entrepreneurs. Uh, and there was an event where in the Midwest, Wisconsin, Indiana. It was really a, a fun event. It was at Navy Pier. Have any of you been to that new rooftop bar at Navy Pier? I have not. Oh, no, not yet. Evidently, it's the largest rooftop bar in the world. Hmm. Yeah, Either the world or the U.S. Yeah, I remember reading that. I think it is the world. I think you're right, It's Lou. ginormous, and it's beautiful. Anyway, it was a lovely event. And one of the people getting a Lifetime Achievement Award was Dick Leinenkugel. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay? Summer candy wa- man. <laughs> exactly. So they sent up a little Summer Shandy Lodge up on this rooftop thing, right when you walked in. I was working. I did not have a beer. Um, and uh, But he's just walking around, nice guy. And all of a sudden, he I walk up to him like, hi, I'm Lou Manfredini. He goes, Dick Leinenkugel. And we start chatting. Just I get done talking to the guy. I'm like, you know, I'd like to have a beer with that guy. <laughs> <laughs> it better be a Leinenkugel. He is the fifth generation of Leinenkugel that has worked. I, I want to say that the brewery... He told a story at this thing, right? So in Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin, where their brewery is, mm-hmm. his great-grandfather, it was a logging town. At the time, it was the biggest logging mill or something in the country. <clears throat> and there were 2,000 lumberjacks, and there was no beer. And so his great-grandfather said, huh, I got an idea. And he started brewing Lining Kugel's beer. It's brilliant. Beautiful right? thing. Right? Identify the need. I mean. And and I'm trying to think, in 1867, I should have asked, asked my new buddy, Dick Leinenkugel, this question. Um, Get him on the group talking with Adam Silver. <laughs> I'd just text him. Can I get your number, <laughs> Dick? There, there you go. And uh, so, uh, anyway, uh, uh, the beer was probably warm, right? There was no refrigeration then. True. Yeah, that's right? a good point. Right. So when they introduced him, they did a little montage. You know, they had a video of his life story. It was really quite interesting. He served in the Marine Corps. He was an officer in the Marine Corps. And uh, he was sitting there up front. And then when they introduce him, he stands up. He has a glass. And he has a can of summer shandy. And he pops it open. And he starts filling the the glass. Everybody's clapping, right? And he raises his glass. And everybody toasts. I'm like, I want to have a beer with that guy. Yeah, that sounds so, awesome. Summer Shandy. Way to sell That's a it. good one. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really good stuff. And so then at the end... Like, I don't drink much beer, but that's like the only one that I drink. You li- Yeah, you do like this Summer Shandy, right? Perfect summer beer. That's about yeah. it. That's the only beer I drink. 
So he goes and tells the story about, you know, his family, and now his daughter is like the sixth generation coming in. She was their lovely woman who's in the the business. And then at the end, before he goes, oh, and before, you know, so it's a room of entrepreneurs. Before I go, you know, I'm a salesman at, at heart. This is what I did. You know, I went around. So he goes, I believe it's this weekend, Father's Day weekend. There's a huge open house up in Chippewa Falls. And he goes, you can register and buy tickets online and come see us. We're going to give you brewery tours and, you know, there's all kinds of fun. He goes, but if you want to come the day of, you can. You'll just pay $5 more. And and I got up back up there. I go, for you young entrepreneurs out there, remember, never be afraid to ask for the order. And so you got to always try and sell it, right? <laughs> always be selling. That's right. right. That's right. Always be selling. So anyway, very good. Very good. Dick Lining Kugel, congratulations. Very nice gentleman. 857-557-4LU, 857-557-4568. Back to the phone lines. This is Maeve, who's calling in from Arlington Heights. Hi, Maeve. You're on House Smarts Radio. Oh, hi, Lou. I sure hope you can help me. I have dark brown aluminum fascia that is peeling. I had it painted a couple of years ago by a professional painter, and five months later, it was peeling again. He came back. He redid it, and unfortunately, it was it's peeling again in large sections, about the sections about the size of my hand, peeling. So I'm wondering, what are my options at this point? He's not returning my emails or phone calls, mm. and so even though he said he would come back, it shouldn't happen. I don't know. He said he's using the best paint. I have no idea. I don't know where I where I should go at this point. It looks awful. Maeve, you know, the issue is that whenever you paint a surface like an aluminum fascia that originally was a baked on finish. You now have a painted surface. Right. You now have a painted surface, you know, and if they're using really good paint, um, it will peel. And, and the aluminum in particular, because it's such a, um, you know, it's a non-porous material that water, moisture, sun, all that stuff can get onto the film. The paint that, that your painter's using is a little bit heavier bodied and this will be a problem. If you go to paint it again and prime it again, it's just going to peel again. And so the 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 permanent solution is to have the the fascia replaced. Now what's the soffit? Is that vinyl? Is that painted as well? It no the the soffit is white. The uh, fascia is dark brown. So yeah, my question was if if I do replace the fascia, mm-hmm. do I have to replace the soffit and the gutters, everything, that whole area there, or can they just replace fascia by itself? They can replace Even just... Even though it's a different color. They can. I assume the gutters are brown as well, correct? Yes, they are. But yes. the gutters were not painted. Correct. Okay. Um, somebody like a Rogers Roofing or a Lindholm Roofing, either one of those two companies could come out and you know and and do this for you they would uh, that that fascia typically they may depending on how it was installed many times it goes on before the gutters go so it it's possible that they would have to loosen the gutters to remove this or depending on how it works they could bend new fascia and literally go right over the top of this and you would never be the wiser, and it would be brown. They'd tack it up in place, and you're done. 
Oh, could they replace the fascia without um, any? Oh, but that'd be wonderful if they could just well, replace the fascia. Is that correct? Possi- is that a possibility? Is, it is a possibility, but it needs to be inspected first to see how everything was originally done. Oh, for sure. But if they give you this option, sure. Maeve, if they say, hey, Maeve, I can go right over the top of this with the new brown fascia and just wrap over the top of this, that's fine. I have no problem with that in this application whatsoever. Well, thank you so much. So that painter really should have known this, and maybe he shouldn't, I mean, I paid him, obviously, and it lasted five months, but he really should have known this if he's a, he's a professional painter in the well, area. I mean, so here's the thing. Um, you know, it's like going to a, a surgeon when you need, um, you know, some kind of, uh, you know, <laughs> right? The sur- you. Right? The surgeons, they make their money cutting. And and painters make their money painting, and if it all works out, normally it should last more than five months. But, um, you know, should they come back and give it one more shot, the painter? Sure, but your permanent solution is to redo it all in aluminum. I understand. Well, thank you so much. I love your show. Listen every Saturday morning. You're thank ver- you so much. You've relieved. I've gotten, because I just can't leave it the way it is. It looks awful. Understood. Uh, very sweet thank for you. calling. Thank you. Have a thank nice you. day. Appreciate it. 857 Lou. Hey, you know what? It's time now to hear uh, from Lindsay about what's new over at Builder Supply Outlet. Come on. What do you got, what do you got for me? For all you fathers out there. Oh, yeah. Father's Day weekend. Yeah. When does a joke become a dad joke? When, when it becomes apparent. <laughs> She's here all Get weekend, it. everybody. Tip your waiters and waitresses. Did you just look that up, or did it just come to you? I lo- I looked it up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Eight four. Turn uh, your mic off. You. Eight four seven five five seven eight five seven five five seven four Lou. 857-557-4568 is our phone number. Let's get back to the phone calls this morning. This is Don in Streeter. Hey, Don, good morning. Good morning, Lou. Thank you for your service. Um, what our problem is, it's not really a problem, a, a project. We're putting a stackable washer and dryer in our kitchen. Okay. And it's time to go enclosed. Is there any difference between electric and gas on that part? Well, I mean, the, I mean, with the electric, obviously, then you don't have to run a gas line. And, you know, it used to be, from an energy perspective, that gas dryers were more efficient and would dry the clothes faster and you would use less energy. Now that gas prices and natural gas and electric are kind of blended together, I really have no downside to the electric. Now, the other argument, you could say, oh, with an electric, you don't need to vent it outside, but I would definitely still vent it outside because you don't want to introduce all that uh, moisture as it's drying into the space. You'd have to have an electrician install the proper plug for the dryer. That's right. Mm-hmm. Right? Because um, it's going to be a 240 line for the dryer and then a, a regular 120 for the washing machine. Do you have to run okay. electric? Do, that, do, that's do, do, problem. Do, do, we got to um, maintain a guy coming and looking at it. I already get waiting for an estimate, but we didn't know. We, 
we've always had gas. Right. And we like gas, but different people say go electric. So we're, you're in we, you're in you're in Streeter in the in the in the Chicagoland area in the Chicago area. About a hundred miles south. Oh, you're hundred miles south. Streeter, Streeter, Illinois. Oh, Streeter, Illinois. I'm sorry. I was I, I was thinking you were a part of Chicago. Okay. You need a licensed electrician to run this plug. Right. Not just a handyman. Yeah. Okay. I have no problem with you putting in an electric. There. If you would have said to me 10 years ago, I would have told you gas all the way. But now that everything's kind of blending all together, the electric dryers are, they work fine. They're great. Have you any preference of the brand? What kind? Well, keep in mind that most, um, you know, there's like this family tree when it comes to uh, washers and dryers. Whirlpool kind of owns a lot of different brands now. Um, I own a rental property and happen to have four stackable washers and dryers in those in that building, and they're all Frigidaire brand. And they've worked great. You know, people that, you know, renters can be a little rough on stuff because it's not theirs. And, um, you know, I've had a couple issues over the years. I mean, I've had the building for almost 30 years. Uh, but um, Frigid- uh-huh. Frigidaire, GE, Whirlpool, these are these are all brands that, um, you know, I think that if you purchase them, they come They're in different. name brands. Name brands. And they come, there's two different sizes in the stackables, right? There's a real skinny one. Uh, which I believe is like 16 or 18 inches wide, and then the standard size, which are the same size, really, stacked that uh, regular washers and dryers are from a sizing perspective that I think are around 32 inches wide. And, you know, you'll probably spend for the electric washer-dryer anywhere from probably all in about $1,500 or so. Yeah, I think, I think it's a hundred dollars difference. Right, we price both of them. Right, right, right. But I have oh, no problem with the electric. Just make sure we get a licensed electrician to put that in the plug true. for you. Yeah, I understand that part. I just didn't know which way to go, and um, I appreciate your help and give us something to think about. Yet, Don, thank you so much for thank listening. Have, have have a lovely day and happy Father's Day to you. Thank you. Thank you. Shame to you. <laughs> All right. Be well. 857-5574-LOU. All right. You know, the decks, we talk about this, your outdoor decks. It's almost like a separate room now. We're more and more stuff outside. I'm going to have a conversation with a, a company that makes synthetic decking, composite decking, kind of the oldest company around. I think you'll find it very interesting to learn about uh, all the different products that are available and, you know, something for you to consider if you're building an outdoor deck. That's coming up right after this report of WGN Radio News. A lot of us are spending more time outdoors. Uh, I know when that's really, really hot outside, we don't want to be. But, um, you know, outdoor living continues to be uh, a huge trend. I think if anything, the last few years, a lot of people have been doing these projects. And one of the things is building decks or pergolas or any kind of exterior living space that, quite frankly, can become the most favorite room in your home that's not a room in your home, it's outdoors. There's a lot of different materials that you can build decks out of. There's wood, all different kinds of wood. There's all different kinds of composites. Today I'm going to have a conversation specifically about 
Trex Decking. Joining me on the phone line is Stephen Phillips, who is the Senior Product Manager with Trex. Stephen, good morning, and welcome to Housemarts Radio. Thanks for having me, Lou. Uh, tell me a little bit about what a Senior Project Manager does over at Trex. So, yes, uh, I'm a Senior Product Manager, so I'm sort of the... Um, I'm the champion for the specific product lines that I'm in, in, um, in uh, charge of here at Trex. So anything from, you know, voice of customer around issues like quality or uh, development, uh, understanding, uh, identifying and trying to fill gaps in our product offering to, you know, maximize our impact as an outdoor living company. Um, the, the product manager role wears a lot of different hats uh, here at Trex. Now, there's a lot of competitors in your space, a lot of different companies making, um, you know, high quality composite decking, but Trex, you, you guys are really the people that invented this category, right? Yeah. Um, April of 99 is when Trex went public and, uh, that sort of marked, uh, the first, well, it did mark the first time that a uh, wood plastic composite or a wood alternative decking board was sort of nationally available from a company that had, you know, um, a nationwide scope. So yeah, I mean, for all intents and purposes, the category was started by uh, some people that came before me here at Trex right. around that time. Frame. And, and your product line has, uh, I mean, has developed, it's improved, um, you know, like anything, right? You, you, you first invent something and you're like, Hey, this is great. And then all of a sudden it's down for a few years and you're like, Oh, you know, if we did this, it could be better. And, and, but, but you and I were talking uh, a little bit earlier and the fact that the the actual recipe of the core of, of Trex decking really hasn't changed that much. It's, it's how it looks that's really significantly improved. Yeah, so, you know, for layman's uh, purposes, layman's terms here, I mean, basically it's, it's 50% hardwood flour and 50% low-density PD, which is low-density polyethylene, which is really just grocery bags and, like, shrink wrap around pallets and that kind of like, plastic film. Uh, that basic formulation in the core has, like you said, it's it's been around since the inception. Um, the, really, the big innovation was in 2010 when we launched Transcend. Uh, we came up with a, uh, a new formulation for a shell stock that gives the board that protective layer on the top. Mm. Also, you know, allows us to, you know, do things with color and streaking to make the board more beautiful. Um, and uh, that co-extrusion process, the polymers that we selected and used in the, in the proprietary process that we employed, actually put that shell on the board is, is really what I think sets Trex apart. So really then the, the core of the material, you know, where that recipe is, has remained, this capping that you spoke of is this top cap, the sides. And when you extrude this decking, if, you know, if what I've been told is when it comes out, that capping is bonded with the core. So it, it really, in essence, is all one piece of material. So it isn't like this thing's just going to come off. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So that's that. We actually we don't say the word cap and trucks. We say the word shell, and we Got do it. that because just like a turtle's shell is integral to the you know the core of the turtle or the the um, uh, skeleton of the turtle, the shell is integral to the board uh, the the core of our board. So when we do brake tests, for example, in quality, 
um, we're looking for um, chunks of core sticking to the shell. So we, we don't get delamination claims because, again, like you said, um, that, that, that special process that we use in the, in the combination of materials that we use uh, in that process. So, um, yeah, it's a, huge, it's a huge thing that we talk about when we train when we, when we talk to people about our products. I like the, uh, I like the analogy of the shell. That, that really does kind of bring it home. You know, the recycling part of it, I think, is really important. Um, you know, we, we have so many municipalities now that are, are telling us, you know, not to use plastic bags and, and for good reason. But you mentioned right. grocery bags and those the, those the plastic that goes around pallets for shipping. That's those are the kinds of things that you recycle to turn into this decking. Correct. Yes, we're a, we're a huge part of the recycling industry in the United States, and uh, yeah, we we I mean we'll we'll pull um, plastic bags from collection centers at grocery stores, but we also use a whole lot of um, film that wraps around pallets that you know big box retailers, uh, Walmart, you know Home Depot, those you know, co- companies like that. So right. there's a whole um, industry built you know from that. I like, love that. I love that. Okay, so you mentioned about the the Transcends uh, 2010 launch was really a, a game changer in how uh, how the boards look and how they perform. One of the other things I want to explain to people too is is that I know with the Trex boards you have a variation. You have a solid board, and then you have a, a board that has grooves on both sides to allow you to hide the fasteners which gives you mm-hmm. almost like cabinet quality looks when you build a deck out there. Yeah. So um, the old way of, you know, building a wood deck and the old way, you know, uh, perhaps maybe when you were using trucks, uh, you could put fasteners through the top of the board that would hold it down to the joists. And uh, the, the, the product that you're describing is what we call our grooved product. And uh, we use a hidden fastener that has wings that goes into those grooves. And that, that's what screws down into the joist. So, yeah, there's no visible fasteners on the top side of the deck. And once you've seen a few decks like that, uh, and then you go back and you look at the deck that has fasteners that are visible. It, mm. it, it's a striking aesthetic difference, mm. right? And you really notice that those screws are, you know, again. Can you very also visible. can you also uh, uh, tell our audience about the fact that with the Trex decking and the right contractor that has the right equipment, you can actually bend these boards. I mean, I've seen images on your website at trex.com where. You know, there's one unbelievably beautiful deck that looks like a a, a set of leaves, and it, it the boards are the veining of the leaves are, are built into the deck, which I can't even imagine. That deck builder must be you know so meticulous; it's unbelievable. But that's something Can you that's the framing on that. Deck? I know the framing alone. I mean, I, you know, most people yeah. look at that going, "Oh my gosh, it's amazing." I'm thinking, "Oh, there's so much framing underneath there to make that happen." But yeah. you can bend these boards. You can, you can, yeah. It does require, as you say, special equipment. You know, usually it comes in the form of a long oven, uh, not to oversimplify. But yeah, we we and we can help you at, at one of your Vitrex come up with uh, the right parameters and you know if you have the right equipment uh, to do that. But yes, it's not a ton of decks. I'll be honest, you know, percentage wise, sure. decks that actually have curved boards is small. But it really, as you say, does give you the ability to create some really striking effects. And if you're trying to keep up with the Joneses and not do the neighbors, uh, <laughs> it's a great way to get started. Um, I know that uh, I, I know that uh, Trex just launched a new line. But before you get to that, can you talk about the because um, you have more of a a price point entry level in a Trex right under the? Am I right? It's called Enhance. Is that correct? 
Yeah, so in uh, uh, going into the 2019 um, building season, we launched Trex Enhance Basics and Trex Enhance Naturals. Um, that product line, we had talked for years about converting wood consumers over to composite because when you get to a certain market share, right, um, you want to expand the pie, and, and, and that's an easier way, I guess, to grow your market share. Right. So we launched those two, those two boards with the you know, um, explicit intent of giving people who were what we call the wood is good crowd, giving them something to, to you know, um, bring them into the, to the composite category and start asking questions and learning more, and it's, it's been a huge success for us. It's, that's it's, great. Uh, arguably, arguably too successful. Well, <laughs> that's a good pro- that's a good problem to have. Well, then you have the transcend line, which is uh, you know absolutely beautiful. I know it comes in the solid and the grooved board, but now your new product line lineage. Uh, can you explain what that is? Yeah. So yeah, I think it I think it would make more sense to to just highlight a little bit about transcend and sure. and, and contrast that with what lineage is. So transcend is. Uh, that ultra durable, that's what you get, right? You get the durability, um, when you, when you go up in our product line, um, that's the, that scratch resistance is really the biggest benefit, but you also get really deep, rich, bold colors, which, um, are really popular with a lot of, a lot of consumers. Lineage is sort of a, uh, rebalancing of the portfolio. And so when you look at our lineup, um, our, our more, our higher priced, uh, more premium products are mostly darker colors. And uh, it's really on trend. Lighter colors and cleaner looks and sort of a timeless aesthetic are, are really on trend right now. So mm. um, Lineage is sort of giving that buyer who is a premium buyer but wants a lighter color an option. Um, it's also a completely different deck board than we've ever made before. Uh, the way that we're metering the streaker into the shell stock to create the wood grain versus using an embossing roll that imprints the wood grain is uh, something Trex has never never done before. It required new equipment and development of new processes. So we're super, super excited about Lineage. We think it's going to be a hit. Um, distributors are, are reacting really well as we load the market in. We just launched it a couple of weeks ago, and uh, we're just kind of waiting to see to see the consumers. Right, as we, right, as we try right. To so the the ultimate uh, benefit, you know, when people are thinking about building a deck, when you get to a composite material like a Trex, is that you get a warranty, which you typically don't get with wood, you know, from from any kind of lumberyard. You uh, you have a product that, quite frankly, twenty years from now is going to look almost exactly the same as it did the day you installed it, and the maintenance is literally hosing it down and washing it. Yep, that's that's pretty much it. Yeah, um, our decking has a 25-year fade and stain warranty, which which means that, yeah, it's going to look just as good 20 years from now as it did the day you put it down. Mm. And um, all of those years that you're spending and the money that you're spending maintaining that wood deck as it slowly deteriorates, um, you know, that all that's been sort of put up front you know, when you buy a composite deck. And depending on what product you buy and what wood prices are in your area, there is a break-even point at some point in the life cycle of that deck. Um, and so it just depends on your horizon, how long you're going to stay in your home, how much you want to invest in your home, um, and those kinds of things. Yeah, I would argue, too, that it's a value-added proposition when you go to sell as well, that that's the kind of thing that makes a listing sheet when you go to sell a home, too. Well, yeah, it's, it may, it, you may or may not get every penny back, but what, what I can tell you is you're definitely going to get the edge and a tie, you know, if you've got somebody who knows the, the value of what that, what that, you know, project costs. So, yeah, it's definitely not going to hurt you when you go sell your house for sure. 
Stephen Phillips is the senior product manager at Trex. I can see why they made you the senior project manager. You, uh, you product manager. You, you know what you're talking about, Stephen. Uh, if people want to learn, <laughs> people want to learn more and uh, find out more about the different product lines that Trex makes, and maybe even find a distributor and or a dealer. Where do they go? Um, they go to trex.com on the top of our of our webpage. We have uh, buttons for find a dealer and uh, find a contractor, and we also have lots of other great information. Um, as people do their research and they're trying to plan their project, it's going to they're going to see uh, in forums and things like that concerns about the temperature that that, that um, wood plastic composite boards gets you in the sun. Uh, lineage does have one other benefit. We we did put a, a polymer in the shell that does help reduce the temperatures uh, uh, somewhat. So um, make sure again. You're doing your research. Make sure you, you, you check all the boxes and you get the product that's right for your for your project. Smart, smart, good information. Thank you so much uh, for joining us. I hope you have a terrific rest of your day. All right, thanks, Lou. Appreciate it. You're listening to House Smarts Radio with me, Lou Manfredini. Our phone number is eight five seven five five seven four Lou. We'll take a quick break and we'll be back right after this. Hi, Lou. Um, I hope this isn't a silly question, but I'm an empty nester. And I have two bedrooms that I'm not using. And for air conditioning and heating purposes, because I want to save some money, should I close those registers and the doors? Wait, I have a question first. Are you happy being an empty nester? (laughs) Oh, it has its advantages. It does, right? It's awesome. I love it. Look, we got three out. Max is, uh, he's, he's performing for the summer. You know, he's living his life. He's living his best life. He's having a great time. And it's just my wife and I, I think it's great. I don't know that she thinks it's great, but I think it's fabulous. Okay. So back to your question. Um, so with a forced air system, the issue really is that it's all designed to work open. Okay. Now, those rooms that you don't yeah. use, what I would do is close those vents 50%. Okay. That is going to increase okay. the pressure throughout the rest of the home, and it may cause you to um, be more comfortable you know, sooner, uh, like with your AC not running as often because, well, I don't need to get those rooms as cold, and if you keep those doors closed... Do, do you know if in those bedrooms, do they have their own return air vent? Yes. Okay. Yes. Close them 50%. Yes. Keep the door closed. Okay. Enjoy your life as an Keep empty. it closed. Okay. Enjoy your life as an empty nester. <laughs> right? 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 Walk downstairs. Okay. In your, you want to walk downstairs in your, you know, unmentionables? No one's going to care. That's true. That's an ugly vision. No, 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 no. It's a beautiful vision. I appreciate you calling. Have a great day. We'll take a quick break and be right back. Let's get back to the phone calls this morning. This is a Gene in Madison. Hey, Gene, good morning. You're on House Smarts Radio. Hi, Lou. How are you? I'm doing well. Good, good. Hey, we just bought a house. And it has a um, an old indoor pool, just a, like ten by thirteen pool, um, that had a um, about eight feet deep, five feet deep, and it's got it used to have a liner. Um, it's inoperable now, and I, what I want to do is cover it with a floor, I'd like deck it, and then put a floor over it. My question is, 
if anything, to the concrete underneath to seal it or just leave it as is, put plastic down. Any suggestions? So it's an indoor pool in like a separate room? Yep. And Yeah, it's got I'm just trying to dis- I'm trying to picture this. So I walk through a hallway and open a door and there's the pool. Yep, there's a pool. It's like a probably a 20 10 12 by 12 room that has the pool in it. That sounds so cool. You don't want the pool? It's really going to be expensive to redo it. It's got broken, I guess, broken pipes underneath mm-hmm. uh, the drain that mm-hmm. go into the, the mechanisms that mm-hmm. would have to be repaired. Um, and part of it, too, is that if anybody wanted to buy the house later, um, I would build the deck so that it can be taken apart if somebody really wanted to re- reuse it. Okay. Um, and now when I, I, walk, when, I walk, when I walk through the... Um, the doorway is the floor in the hallway the same level as the floor around the pool uh it is so you're gonna but it does pitch down a little bit towards the pool okay but you're gonna then build a deck so when i come through that doorway i'm gonna step up um actually you're gonna step down a little bit because it pitches down Mm um i'm gonna build a deck equal to where the the, the top of the pool would be, and then put a rug over it. So it, there will be a little bit of a, a slant downward, and we'll put some exercise equipment in there and things like that. Okay, so you'll make it like some separate type of room. But you're gonna, right. but you're gonna right. then it's a beautiful, use... beautiful room <laughs> that's unused that can't be yeah, used yeah, yeah. right now. And so the the pool, so the the the. You know the the curb around the pool. In other words, the pool doesn't elevate up from the play. I'm just trying to picture this. You're going to build a deck like you're going to take two by sixes on edge, and then you're going to put plywood. Yeah. You're going to put plywood. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to put. I'm going to build like joists across. I'm going to put a, a wall, uh, maybe a two by ten across uh, into the metal um, pool, uh, and then build put joists in and then put a frame underneath to support the joists as well. Mm-hmm. That was what was recommended to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, uh, and then put plywood over that. Mm-hmm. And then I padding and just a rug over the top of that. And I just was curious if I need to seal up that concrete at all, because it is a little bit musty. Yeah. The, the the mustiness is not from the concrete; it's from the hole where the pool is. Yeah, and the drain the drain is not; it doesn't drain into any septic or anything like that. It's just a drain that goes into the old pump, right? Which is where all the smells coming from. Uh, yeah, the ceiling of it isn't going to do anything. So. That drain, where, where, where is physically the pump in relationship to that drain? It is about 20 feet. It's in the basement, right. about 20 feet away from it. But it's something that has to be, it has to be pumped out, right? Because the pump is above the drain. Yeah, if you had to drain the pool, you'd have to pump it into the yard. Got it, got it, got it. I mean, here's the thing. Uh, I mean, I don't love any of the anything about this idea, but um, 
the odor and the smell is going to come from that pool and that drain, not the concrete around the deck, the coping or anything like that. Okay. So uh-huh. the issue is how do we how do we establish or try and vent that properly? Um. So you know the you know the pipe that comes. From, hear me out a second. You know the pipe that comes from the drain and goes to the pump. The pump no mm-hmm. longer works, right? Right. Okay. Can I disconnect the pump and then the pipe that comes? How big is the pipe? Uh, it's oh maybe two inch PVC. Okay, something like that. All right. So right now it's musty in there, right? A little bit. It's. I mean, it's not. Ter- it's not terrible. Right. I just don't want to. I just. Yeah, you don't want to seal it up. Sealing anything. Up. But so this is my point. This is what I would like to you to do as a test yeah. before you do any work. I want you because are you going to do this yourself? Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. So you're a handy guy. All right. I want you to disconnect that pump, and then I want you to buy an inline vent, an inline fan. That you're going to modify okay. to connect to that two-inch pipe. Okay. And then you're going to, is there, in that pump room, is there a window or is there a way for you to somehow temporarily pipe something outside? Yeah. Yeah, okay. there's a window well, or window. So I want you I want you to turn on that fan, and I want you to connect it to that drain, and I want you to vent it outside and let that run for a week. And is there is okay. there is there a Mrs. Jean... Yes. Okay, so she smells the mustiness more than you. <laughs> yeah. I know. Believe me, I, I'm married to the same woman, Gene. And so uh, you're, she's going to, so she, before you turn that fan on, you're going to say, honey, what's her name? What's Mrs. Gene's name? Tammy. Tammy, go in the basement. Oh, it smells awful down here, Gene. And so then you're going to run that fan for a week and then send Tammy go down there and say, oh, my God, it sounds it's amazing, right? If that's am- if that's amazing and this works, then do your deal and then figure out how to do that on a permanent basis. I see. Some way to get air coming from getting a nice flow of almost like a radon fan. A hu- hundred. It's exactly where my down. mind was going. It's exactly what you're going to do. Okay. And one of those radon fans. But okay. temporarily, you're going to figure out a way to do this, you know, with some with something right just to pull to get some when you you need enough draw yeah. you need enough draw so that when it's pulling i want you to go down to that drain i assume you can get into the pool and you know put some yeah. toilet paper and make sure that the toilet paper gets drawn into the drain if you just get that much draw mm-hmm. run it for a week and see if it improves if it improves do your deal and keep that fan going okay Sounds good. <laughs> Have a good uh, rest of your Th- weekend. Th- and- thanks, Lou. I- I- I'm a little worried. You said uh, you're not liking this idea. <laughs> well, what I don't like, what I don't like about th- th- here's what I don't like about the d- idea. Okay, in the world that yeah. we're in now, you know, you talk to anybody that's going to sell a home right now, and because the yeah. market is so crazy, they bring in these you know home inspectors and. Their yeah. job is to find stuff that's wrong, right? Yeah. And so you're like, oh, well, I built this thing over this pool because we didn't want the pool. And then the, and some inspector who really doesn't understand what you did, and it's not a knock on them, 
Well, that's, you know, I don't yeah. I don't know what's, I can't see it because they can't, right? I can't see it. I don't know yeah. if it's full yeah. of water or whatever. And so now you're, you know, you're like trying to figure out how to, you know, this will yeah. this will come it. back to bite you in the rear. It, it will allow you to do what you want because you understand it, okay? But it's yeah. not going to be that easy to answer this question ten or fifteen years from now. Yeah. So I gotcha. you so you okay. just got to go. You know whatever your plan is with this house, right? And only you know that. And certainly life can change. But when you go to sell this thing, and if it's ten years from now, or fifteen or twenty. You're going to be giving them a credit on that. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So All right. You got to answer All those right, questions. Thank you, sir. Yep. For- you and Tammy have a lovely weekend. All right. Thanks, Lou. Bye bye. It's nine twenty in the morning. Hey, are we going to do our just text me segment after nine thirty this morning? Okay. So send me some text messages to eight five seven five five seven four Lou eight five seven five five seven four five six eight we'll take a quick break and we'll be back right after this i've seen some of the twitter posts about that that's me in a barn i like it i really do like it eight five seven five five seven four lou eight five seven five five seven four five six eight uh this is jay in highland park hey jay good morning you're on house marts radio hi jay jj hello hi jj yes hi how are you i'm well how may i help Thanks you for taking my call okay 15 years ago we had remodeled our kitchen and we had these well-made German cabinets put in. So one end of the kitchen, there is the kitchen sink, a dishwasher, um, granite countertop, and the end panel matches the cabinets. Okay. Down, so as you're facing the dishwasher, you see the edge of the end panel. And down near the floor, on both sides of that edge, the veneer that's adhered to the wood is make it's it's uh, breaking away, so there's a, a gap on both sides. It's kind of cracking up, creating like a seam going up the edge a bit. So some water must have gotten underneath there from the dishwasher, and now the, the veneer has separated near the bottom on the edge. Okay. Um, you would like to, to, to fix this edge on the German cabinets, yes? Yeah? <laughs> Correct. Okay. Well, Yes, um, so on the on the on the panel. Okay, so I'm looking at the dishwasher, and the panel yeah. is the panel is to the left. So there is a almost like a wider piece of wood, and then when I go around, the panel is recessed a little bit. Um, no. Well, you see the granite countertop going over. No, 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 but but where 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 the but where this is where the problem is is down by the floor, correct? Yeah, yes, right. But so where oh, that is it recessed? Where it, I don't think it's recessed. where it meet, where it meets the floor. It's just mm-hmm. the front edge that's delaminating, not the side, correct? Correct. And how high is yes. it? How high is it? Sep- how high is it separating? It goes up about uh, goes up about maybe. An inch, but then you see cracks going up the mm-hmm. side, up about another two inches up, mm-hmm. separating further. Okay, so there's a couple ways you could do, and the, and then this pan, and then to the right of the dishwasher is just the rest of the cabinetry. Correct. Correct. Okay. Could I 
And what color is the are the cabinets? It's a white wood. It's white. So it's a painted white cabinet. No, uh, well, I mean, it looks like wood. It's got grain in it. It's a no. It's a thing. It's a piece of wood veneer. I understand, but it's the, a, the it's finish too. The yeah. finish itself is kind of a white color. Yeah, lighter color, yes, beige, yeah. My point is, could we take a thin piece of wood and create a wrap around where this is cracking and have it color-matched, paint it that color, and almost like a piece of trim at the base covering up where this veneer is? You could put you could put a base around it. It wouldn't be noticeable correct. if you did that. Correct. Your other option is to remove yeah. the panel and have it relaminated. But you're are you in Highland Park? Yes. Is there is Craftwood Lumber still around? Correct. Yes, they are. All right. Go see them. Tell them you need a quarter inch piece of trim that is uh, mm-hmm. square edged. And if you have some, and if you do, you know how to take a panel off of the door. Like, can you take one of the door panels off? Or, you know, like a, a cabinet door. Do they pop off? Uh, um, the, oh, the door itself? Yes. You can take, it to, take, it take it to a paint store and have a, mix, match it, have, a, have a quart of paint. You don't need it. I mean, this is all you're going to do is you're going to buy a quart for two little brush strokes, but that's just the way it is. And then cut, yeah. cut, this, yeah, tr- yeah, yeah. cut this trim and either glue it or tack it into create this little base mm-hmm. trim paint it, and no one will be the wiser. That sounds like a good idea. All right, you got your marching orders for uh, this Father's Day weekend. It's 9.31 in the morning. We'll do our Just Text Me segment uh, when we come back. But right now, it's time for WGN Radio News. I got it right there. Sponsored by... Funny crickets. That's the the sales staff. Hard at work. (laughs) Uh, Good morning again. What do you have for me? Hi. All right. This is from Laura. I have a small Bosch tankless water heater. The second floor faucets are not getting hot water, but the bathtub faucet works fine. What do I need to do? Wait, say that again. All right. She has a small Bosch tankless water heater. The second floor faucets are not getting hot water, but the bathtub faucet works fine. Oh, so I bet what the issue is, is the flow control on the small tankless water heater. It's the, um, there's not enough flow out of the vanity faucet. So to test this, take the aerator off of the faucet so there's no restriction, and then turn that on and see if more flow activates the water heater. But also keep in mind that the vanity faucet, because it's restricted, will take longer for the hot water to come out than a bathtub. Even though, a, you know, a bathtub the, the, is unrestricted when it comes through. The restrictor is in the shower head, um, you know, for the flow. And that's why you may be hearing or getting the water quicker. But try taking the aerator off the faucet and see if that increases the flow, which activates the water heater. And if that's the case, you may have to... You can get different aerators that is just a simple screen that has no restrictor on it, and that might help you get the hot water. How about another one? All right. 
Uh, Lou, does the backsplash on a kitchen remodel go in before or after the countertop? After. Uh, you want to get the countertops in. That's a big, heavy you know, item, whether it's quartz or granite, whatever they might be using, even a laminate. That gets all worked in, and then the splash goes in after that. And, you know, the thing is, when it comes to a backsplash, you can do a bunch of different things, and if you can't decide, white subway tile never goes out of style. And it looks clean, never, ever, ever goes out of style. One more. True story. True story. Lou, um, uh, we want to have our ducks cleaned out in our 30-year-old home. We were told by one company that they can't do it because our basement is not, or is, because our basement is finished. Is this true? If not, can you recommend a company who would do the work in Naperville? Our basement is finished? Why would that matter if you're... But, uh, well, okay. Um, well, my friends at Dykstra do it, but I don't know if they go all the way to Naperville. Um, you know, that that's a, that's a big stretch for them. The basement finishing thing doesn't matter because a good ductwork cleaning company will use what they call a whip and a camera, really, to go into the ductwork and loosen the stuff up. So the finished part of it, I mean, you're... The rest of your house is finished, too. There's ductwork there. That has to get cleaned, right? So that's not the issue there. Um, Naperville. You know what? You know who may do it is, you know, the guys over at Perfect Home Services, they may be able to um, do that ductwork cleaning. I believe they either do it or they have a vendor that they work with that should be able to uh, help you. All right. That's our Just Text Me segment, sponsored by, now that I got the cricket button, I'm all over it. Let's get back to the phone calls at 857-557-4LU. 857-557-4568 is the number. And this is Gail, who's in Lincolnshire. Hi, Gail. You're on House Marts Radio. Good morning. Good morning to you. Thank you for taking our call. How may I help you? We have a woodpecker problem. We have a house of drive it. And we have uh, put up silver paper and silver plates and nothing seems to keep them away. Do you have any suggestions? This is ridiculous. You have a stupid woodpecker. It's drive it. It's not wood. Yeah. Right? Yeah, right. <laughs> There's can't... wood too. They're, they're into the wood too on the top. Is that what they're going after? They're going after both the wood and the, the drive it. Okay. Single story home or two story home? Two story. You need the fishing line trick. Um, And so whomever you're going to get to do this, take some tiny little trim nails and put them into either the drive it or the wood, someplace that you can then patch with a little clear caulking. Then take some fishing line, wrap it, tie it to the nails, and create like a little webbing. Not It doesn't have to be crazy, but right where they're bothering you, Put it across and come back a couple times and then tie it off to another nail. Make sure that the fishing line is away from the wall a little bit from the you know the material, the wood or the stucco, whatever it might be. Quite frankly, when you're done, when you're on the ground, you will not see it. But the woodpecker or any birds will. They don't want to get tangled up in this whatsoever. And so they will, uh, they'll leave you alone. Uh, it's a little bit of doing to get it installed. You know, it's a little bit of monkeying around. But this will solve the problem. And once they go somewhere else, 
then you can patch whatever problems they created and move on. Yeah. Yeah. Who who does that? Do you know anybody who I mean, that? you know, it's it's you know, it's kind of like a handyman thing and um <clears throat> it's not a, you know, it's it's a little bit of, you know, it's not even a specialty thing. It's just physically somebody with a ladder Ace Hardware now has a, they launched a national handyman service, and they've got pretty good coverage in the Chicagoland area. And it, I believe if you uh-huh. go to their what the, their main website, acehardware.com, there's a link to their handyman services, and you can plug in your zip code to see if they work in Lincolnshire. I think they do. Okay. Okay, and they'll know what I'm talking about. They will, to drive it. they will not know what you're talking about, more than likely, but you tell them you have a friend who says this will work, and can you do it? Okay. Them. Right, right. All right. All right, so it's okay. To, well, it, how do you put a nail in to drive it? I thought you can't do that. You can. You were going to use a small nail, and they're going to tap it in. So the thing you're going to talk to the handyman about is, I want you to take some nails, put it in the drive it, small nails, and you're going to do this fishing line thing. Then in a couple weeks, when the woodpeckers have gone, you can do one of two things. If you look up there and you don't see it, who cares? Then leave it. But if you want to get it down, they're going to pull Uh it off. They're going to take some clear caulking with their finger and pop the nail out, put the clear caulking in. You'll never see it. It won't harm the surface. It won't get, you know, it'll seal it all up and you're good to go. Okay. All right. So now we first we have to get the holes fixed and then do this. No, first you have to get the woodpeckers to go away. So right, so yeah. well, right because remember, b- birds and rodents—they're all creatures of habit. So we need to get them to be like, I don't like this house anymore. I got to find a different pl- spot. So once we get them to go somewhere else, and now it's been two, three weeks since you saw them, then fix the holes. You can have the handyman come back, fix the holes, pull the. Pull the nails out, patch them all up, and on you go. Okay. All right. Well, we'll try that. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thanks, Gail. Appreciate you calling this morning. It's 948 in the morning. We'll take a quick break and be right back. It's 952 in the morning. House Marks Radio with me, Lou Manfredini. 857-557-4LOU is our phone number. Uh, Let's take a quick call here. This is uh, Josephine in Palatine. Hi, Josephine. You're on House Marks Radio. Good morning. Oh, good morning. I uh, just want your opinion on the retractable awning. We have like a 12 by 14 patio, but it's southern exposure. So to utilize the patio, you know, when it's really sunny, mm-hmm. it's a little uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. What's your opinion of those? I love the retractable awnings. I think they're the best kept secret in outdoor living. And if you're going to do it, a, it will change your life, and B, pay up to get the one that's automatic with the wind feature. Because, okay. because the, you know, it's a gigantic sail, right? So on beautiful, calm days or even sure. a light breeze, it's fine. But if the wind picks up, it's going to rip this thing off the side of your house. And so they have... Ones, okay. They have ones that are automatic with a feature that when the wind gets too high, it mm-hmm. rolls itself back up. And 
Oh, that's what it does. And I mean, I, I will tell you that, you know, uh, I mentioned the fact that we have um, uh, one of these big by-the-yard dining tables outside, and the same thing, right around noon or 1 o'clock, the sun hits it, and if we're having a lunch mm-hmm. with a group of people, it's just too hot and uncomfortable. I installed one of those big sure. umbrellas in the ground, the ones that you can kind of rotate, and it changes the yeah. whole look and feel. And to your point with that patio, with that awning, you block that sun out. Oh, mm-hmm. you're, uh, Josephine, you're going to be on the chair reading a book, and you're going to fall asleep, and you're going to be so happy. <laughs> Sounds good, Lou. You're the one that helped me with my bat situation. I we we did end was that, up was that when I when I told you attic. when I told you to choke up on the bat a little bit and then keep your eye on the ball when you're taking a swing. Was that what it was? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I felt very sh- secure with that tennis racket next to me, <laughs> but um, that's that's behind us now. I hope Good. they don't come back. Oh my! Send me send me a pic- send so me much. a picture of you with that new awning. You're going to absolutely love it. All right, nine fifty four in the morning. Quick break, and we'll be right back. Hey, Lindsay, our last caller is sponsored by ComEd Powering Lives. How about we send out uh, our last caller an exclusive WGN Radio hundredth anniversary T-shirt? And we're going to send that out to Lynn, who's in Algonquin. Hey, Lynn, you're our last caller on House Smarts Radio. Hi. Oh, my gosh, this is so thrilling. I just love you. <laughs> um, I just moved into a little townhome in Algonquin. And, um, of course, I noticed everything in the house, except when I looked up into my living room. I've got an 18-foot living room. I have a white ceiling fan that is atrocious Mm. it's filthy i and i just i've been trying to call every type of business i could think of that could come over and clean my fan well that's a tough one so i'm afraid to get up yeah yeah yeah. no no don't do that don't do that so um i was mentioning earlier that ace hardware now has a handyman service and this would kind of fall into okay. their purview of they're not a cleaning company, but you know, no cleaning company is going to show up with a sixteen foot step ladder to do this. And they would no, they no. would probably be someone that you could contact to uh, come out and take a look at it. Go to okay. acehardware.com and uh, and get that information. I do think they work in your area. 